0: What are those things you do without even having to think about it?
1: When it comes down to it, we're all just a bundle of habits. And if our habits make us
0: who we are, then what do your habits say about who you are becoming?
1: We've been having a conversation around forming habits that help us follow the way of Jesus.
0: Welcome to episode four of the Inhabit podcast.
1: Hey, it's good to be here again. I'm having having
0: fun with this podcast. I quite enjoy chatting to you, Sven.
1: It's delicious, isn't it?
0: I hope that, you know, people are getting some benefit out of it. I hope that uh, a few episodes in, people are starting to think about, you know, what are some of the habits in their lives they could could start to change. It's true. Yeah. It's
1: true. I thought episode four, we should probably introduce ourselves again, because it's been a long time. Yes. Since we told people who we were. Yes. Who are you again? My name is Benj. Which is an interesting name, short, short for Benjamin. I call you Benjamite. You do, you do. Little tribe in the Bible, the Benjamites. Yes, great tribe, the littlest son. <laughs> yeah. and you uh, got a
0: little tribe, you got a little, little dog named
1: Cookie and a lovely wife named Mel. Probably correct. said those in the wrong order. Wrong order, definitely. But that's how it seems at the moment because she's a puppy. And she's gotcha. A, she's crazy. That's Cookie. the dog, by the way. Not, Not your wife. Correct. She, yes. Okay. Anyway. So, yes. My name is Benj, another I have a wife called Mel, and a dog called Cookie. This is Will, and uh, we're good friends, and we've worked together for quite a while now. Uh, you are the teaching pastor at Narara Valley Baptist Church. You run a company called Levi Story. You also are a husband of Sam and father of two little bundles. This is Noah.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting.
1: Very interesting.
0: Yes, two little bundles Noah and Leo, three and one years old. And uh, let's just say Cookie the dog probably has some similar habits to Leo, the one year old Mm. crawling around, eating things off the floor, waking up in the middle of the night. Very similar. Very similar.
1: Biting your neck.
0: Yes, <laughs> it does <laughs> happen. <laughs> chewing,
1: chewing your shoes.
0: Yes. Well, anyway, we started making this podcast um, because I think both you and I, one thing I've appreciated in the number of years I've known you is um, you're someone who does genuinely want to live better. And I think you're quite an organized person. And at the beginning of this year, actually, we sat with some other friends and we talked about kind of our goals and some life hacks. And we love that stuff. Like, I love listening to sort of podcasts and and reading books that help me think about how I could do my life better. Um, But as we've talked about in previous episodes, that can become quite religious, that can put us in cycles of guilt and shame, or it can make us feel really self-righteous and prop ourselves up. I'm better than you. I go to the gym more than you. Rah, 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 you know. But one thing I love about you, Ben, is I feel like your, your drive to become better in the practices of your life is very much around the grace of Jesus mm. and wanting to live into his grace, wanting to live into his rest and his way. And um, we were actually driving together Uh, maybe a month ago, we were driving back from uh, an event and it was kind of late at night and uh, 10 o'clock rolled around and it was 10 o'clock because you have a reminder on your phone that goes off at 10 o'clock every night and it went off. What was that reminder for?
1: So one of my goals at the start of this year was um, realizing that this is a big year for me, uh, lots of change going on, planting a church, all sorts of stuff. Um, And I know that when I become busy, I get the tendency to become hurried. And uh, when I'm hurried, I am less present. I sort of move from task to task, always look to what's ahead. I, I, I rarely stop to celebrate. I miss sort of being in the presence of people and really seeing people.
0: Surely you are the only person who experiences any I of that. Think, I think no I one am. I think I am. Yeah, that's has right. Has ever experienced similar
1: <laughs> conundrums. So one of my goals this year was to develop, to develop daily habits, rhythms that help me move at the pace of Jesus, and um, to slow down myself in amongst kind of a busy season, and just to just to take time to notice where God is in my day. Um, and and to be more present with the people around me and, and my work as well. And so one of those habits um, is a, a practice of prayer called the examine, um, which is an, an old ancient practice. Ignatian, is Ignatian, that correct? It is an Ignatian practice. I only
0: know that because I've heard you say it. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So, so my understanding is at 10 o'clock every night, you have this reminder on your phone and then you do the... Um, the examine Correct And then you go to bed That's kind of how you finish your day Correct Now I love the idea of this And I downloaded the examine app after you spoke about it And I did the examine once And I actually thought it was really good I got something out of it But then the next night came round And I, I was playing Xbox or something And I just couldn't be bothered mm. No habit was formed. I still (laughs) love the idea of the examine. You've been doing it for a couple of months now. Yep. So I think really that's around the time when something does kind of become a habit. Mm -hmm. So it's safe to say that this is definitely well on the way to being a habitual, regular part of your life. I would love for you to help me, Benj Gould. How do I remedy my failed relationship with the
1: examine? Well, that's easy. Um, I can't do it for you. You've got to do it. But here's some things I've been learning. Um, This this book called The Power of Habit by a guy called Charles Duhigg talks about that every habit has a has three parts. It has a cue, has a routine or a habit, and a reward. And our brain, the way our brain works, is that our brain is always looking for ways to chunk down what we're doing into habits so Mm -hmm. that we use less power. So less brain power. So chances are when you um, first started learning to drive Will, it it took you ages because you'd get into the car. You have to work out exactly how to put the keys in. You got to get the mirrors right and the, and the seat right. And, um which pedals which, which pedals like which accidentally the, on the wrong one, the and then you've got to like look in all these different directions and make sure no one's coming and um check your check your speed as well and look for stop signs there's so much going on when you drive but now when you drove here this morning i'm sure you didn't think about any of that whatsoever because your brain it's autopilot is gone into automatic mode um and it has has taken what was what was You know, using a lot of brain energy to learn how to drive is now sort of chunked down into automatic habits.
0: That's probably a good way to think about when you know something really is a habit is you just do it without thinking, which is the question we've been asking this, you know, at the beginning of this show, like what are the things you do without even thinking about it? And so there are things that you might do regularly, but you still have to be quite conscious about. It seems like for something to really sink down to that habit level, it's almost like you, you can do it without your brain even engaging almost. Mm. Um, what are those things, you know, waking up, going to the coffee machine, what are those things that you your body would just do zombie styles mm. um,
1: without you necessarily having to trigger it yourself? Yeah, it's important. I've been thinking about that a lot, that actually that is, that is for my life the goal, that I would do so many of these things, turn to God in prayer, um, turn to the scriptures for wisdom, um, have a life in community and celebrate and live in simplicity, um, I want all that to be automatic because that means I'm, I'm more like Jesus. Mm. Um, and so the more that we can chunk those things down to become more of actually who we are mm. um, is incredible. And so this book talks about the cue, the routine, and the reward. Um, and it uses this example of a toothpaste company, Pepsodent, who was the first kind of... Um, based company in the States who was able to kind of mass market brushing your teeth it was during World War I-ish um, or a little bit afterwards. And at that time, it was not a habit for, for many people to brush their teeth. Right. And so they came up with a cue that when you run your teeth, your, your tongue across your teeth, there's a film that develops. This is right. normal. Everyone has it. And they use that to say that your teeth are dirty, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily true, but they, they use it as a cue. And so that cue would spark a routine to go and brush your teeth. And then the reward was um, that you would feel clean afterwards. And so they actually put um, the sort of cooling chemicals and, and mint in, into the toothpaste, not because it has anything to do with the, the cleaning process, but because it makes you feel like you're clean. Ah, and that is the way that that habits work. You have a cue, then your brain goes to automatic routine. So when you brush your teeth now, you'll notice that if you if you take any notice, you brush your teeth in the same way every yep. time, probably in the same order. Um, and then the reward is that you feel clean. And so when it comes to habit forming, um, it's pretty simple just to work out find a cue. What routine do you want to put in there and and what's the reward? And so, you know, you might have a habit that when you leave the house, you pick up your keys before you leave. And so the cue is you're leaving, it's time to go. The routine, the, the habit is picking up your keys. The reward is as simple as you can get into your car. Gotcha. And so it doesn't need to be a big sort of... So
0: the reward is not like every time you do the thing, you give yourself a piece of chocolate Correct. or you, you know something like that. Sometimes the reward is more intrinsic, Yes, which uh, is important probably, particularly when we think about spiritual formation habits. Um, the way to become good at spiritual disciplines is not to reward your habit every time by, you know, if you're trying to live into simplicity, if you want to develop habits around simplicity and every time you do your simple thing, you then go and buy yourself a new item as a reward. That's probably not, <laughs> it's probably a big counter. Yes, uh, But the intrinsic reward, is still important to recognize and go, when I do this task, Absolutely. I am becoming more peaceful. Absolutely. Which, so let's talk about the examine, those three things for you. Yeah. The cue is obviously you've actually got a really literal cue, which is, is an you an know, alarm. and we talk a lot. I think the last few episodes we've talked about iPhones and technology and how they kind of are part of the problem in our modern landscape, taking us away from good habits, helping create maybe not so good habits. But this is a good use of technology. We should use our technology well. So you've got an alarm on your phone, 10 o'clock, wherever you are at 10 o'clock, you presumably have your phone on you. Correct. Hope you know, You're probably home most of the time, been, except for yep. when you're on a road trip with me. Correct. So then the queue happens
1: and then we we'll move routine into phase two. Is I just go into the app, the examine app, which I've been using, which is, um, which is great and i would do the examine and the reward is that i've i've actually noticed my day and i've and that's what the uh, the examine does is it takes you through your day a scan of your day where was god at work where were you present where were you not present
0: yeah and this is actually what i noticed the one time i did it i can speak from experience i'm a fellow examiner <laughs> i've done it one time the one time i did it i was amazed by stopping and and basically it prompted me to think through from when I woke up, think through every hour of the day and notice the significant moments. And just doing that with one day, I was amazed at how many things were brought to my memory that evening that otherwise I would have forgotten. But when I noticed them, I was like, whoa, in that moment, you know, I wish I'd been more patient. Mm. Or in that moment, I felt really peaceful. I wish I'd Notice that, held on to it. How could I bring that into tomorrow? So um, the reward is clearly there mm, mm. In, and to do that regularly, to become someone who is living an examined life, um, that's a great reward. The,
1: the extra overlay that I put on the cue, the, the habit, the, the reward is the role of community in habit forming. And so um, I, I very intentionally started to tell people that I was going to try and do the examine I spoke to you about it. Obviously, I spoke to my counselor about it. I spoke to some of my close friends about it. And just that act of saying something out loud makes you want to follow through with that. Um, but also, as other people begin to do that as well, we can begin to um, feed off each other. What, what have you been getting out of the exam? And how, mm. which, which one have you been using? How, how's it working for you? Um, I, I've seen this most powerfully in my own life. Another thing I wanted to develop this year was just reading the Bible every morning. Um, so I had previously been in a season where I would drive a lot um, to work and, um, and I would listen to the Bible on the way to work or the way to wherever I was driving. Now I work from home and I, I just lost that habit um, in the last couple of months. So I hadn't really been reading the Bible that much. I'd been doing a, a Bible in a year plan and I would sort of, get like seven, seven days behind and try and catch up and try and get ahead just to sort of get through it in a year. Um, but I really wanted to intentionally um, form a habit of just reading just a small portion of Scripture every morning. Um, and so what I did on the Uversion app technology, again, I invited a whole bunch of friends onto the plan that I'm doing. Ah, and so now in the morning when I wake up, when I first look at my phone, it will tell me that my friend who is always up way earlier than me, has read the Bible and he's commented. And right. my friend Vince has now become my cue. And when I see Vince has done it, I open my app, I do it, I engage. You can write little comments and stuff. And my reward is that I'm, I'm starting my day in, in Scripture, which I've, I think is, is I, I want it to be a foundational part of my life as a follower of Jesus. And so just that communal aspect has really helped me as well because you're sharing what you're learning, all that sort of stuff's going on. And if Vince doesn't read the Bible, then I don't read the Bible either.
0: So everything rests on Vince. Correct. But it's also probably helpful, you know, thinking through that. If Vince was somebody who you weren't in close relationship with, that could be annoying seeing just somebody, somebody is reading the Bible more than you, so-and-so, blah, blah, popping up every morning. But because you kind of have a shared commitment Mm -hmm. to spur each other on in this practice, when you see that, it's kind of inspires you to do the same rather than makes you feel, you know, kind of annoyed at such and such who's doing
1: better than you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is a fine line between community and comparison. And, and competition, right? And competition, you don't want it to become a competition. We've like got it, the three C's, we, yeah. we call it here. <laughs> Community, comparison, competition. Um, but it's important, going back to our last episode, that, that grace is the foundation to what we're doing. Yeah, and if you we, didn't listen to that, go back and listen correct. to it. And uh, we need to continually remember that um, it is an invitation into a way of life, into, into becoming more like Jesus, becoming more joyful, peaceful, loving. And if the habits that you're doing are not making you more loving, joyful, peaceful, then they're not helpful. So... You can just stop it. And I
0: think, yeah, it's probably worth saying, like I love that even with Scripture, for example, we've talked about a few different ways, whether that's driving, whether that's, you know, the verse of the day pops up on your phone and that's where you're at right now, or having Scripture with your coffee. But one thing that I've found when I've entered into the world of spiritual disciplines is sort of like a bit of a poverty in um, maybe the tradition that I've grown up in, and maybe others can relate to this, but a bit of a poverty around there's probably only two or three disciplines that we know about whereas there's actually this rich tradition of spiritual formation involving solitude and and retreat and simplicity and and fasting and all of these things and I don't want to in any way downplay the importance of um you know engaging in conversation with God through reading scripture and and prayer like those are obviously foundational but I want to encourage you as well there's all kinds of Um, spiritual habits that might really excite you if you didn't even know. So something like the examined, for example, Um, I know that I've probably had times in my life where prayer, I've probably thought about prayer primarily as me just bringing a wish list to the cosmic genie. And, um, you know, sometimes you just don't really feel like you have much to say. So you're like, well, I guess I won't pray. But what I love about the examine and what I love about as I've learnt more about contemplative forms of prayer and meditation, I've realized that sometimes when I don't have much to say, that's probably the best place to pray is just to come and actually listen. Come and listen to what God is saying through the kind of recurring themes in my life and through, you know, even just, you know, you sit down in a chair and you go, I want to pray, oh, I feel really tired. Well, what if God is saying something to you right there in, hey, you need to actually take care of your body more. You need to rest this thing more. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a rant there, but basically just saying um, as you enter into the world of spiritual habits, there's actually this rich sort of array of ways, you know,
1: that you can explore and Absolutely. experiment with. Absolutely. And what, one thing just to note on that, when you do try some new spiritual habits or, um, or practices or disciplines, one thing to keep in mind is um, what they've called the J curve. If you picture a graph and a J on it, whenever you start something new, like when I started to play guitar, you sort of start at a certain level and actually most often you get worse before you get better. Right. And so... Um, you know, learning, learning to strum properly on a guitar. Um, sometimes you, you have old ways of doing it that are easier. But to switch up your strumming, you actually get worse for a bit until you get much better. Gotcha. Um, and so when you take a new practice of simplicity or Sabbath or contemplative prayer or silence and solitude or things that maybe you haven't engaged in before, um, be ready to go through the dip of the J. Um, it's a normal process and it's an important process to go through. Um, and, and it's often, good to know
0: that it, it it does come up on the other side. Absolutely. If you don't know about the J and you yes. just end up at that that's bottom most peak, people stop. Yeah, yeah. wow. Um, that's really good. I think the other thing that's probably worth like uh, noticing is that it's actually, it, it takes a lot of work to form even one habit to that sort of autopilot point. If you think about the habits that are like really formed in your life, the things you don't think about now, they actually didn't happen overnight. They took a long time. And um, so don't try and do these all at once. It's, it's probably much better just to pick one to focus on Absolutely. for a few months. And then as that becomes normal, you start to
1: integrate another one. Absolutely. And it, and it really is achievable and it really is doable if you isolate the cue. Yes. And then work out what the reward is for you. Like, why are you doing this? What's the reason? If we go back to our first episode, who do you want to become and work backwards from that? Um, I heard it explained one time that your brain is kind of like a jungle and that if you picture yourself walking through a jungle with a machete and you are slicing away and a path through, there's lots of effort to start with. But when you get, come back to that same spot again, likely the likely scenario is you're going to walk down that same path and the more you walk down that path the more well trod in it will become um, and that works uh, that's that's good sometimes and sometimes that's not so good in the habits that we form that are unhelpful for us because sometimes the, the paths that we've created are not the best path um, but neuroplasticity tells us that it is possible to create a new path to just machete your way through another way um, all it takes is intentionality and, and effort and the time to put in to, to get through the J-curve and to yeah. identify the cues and to get community around you. Um, so it's, it's absolutely doable. Work out the one thing that you're going to do. Work out why you're going to do it. Work backwards, find a cue, find the routine, work out your reward, do it in community.
0: I love it. I'm going to go and have another crack at the exam. I was talking to somebody else as well about how, um, you know, with what you're just saying about those pathways in our brain, sometimes it can feel like so frustrating when something is really formed, right? Like I think about, so for me, something I go back and forth on, something that I, I feel like is a habit that I break and then remake is starting my day looking at my phone, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. You know, first thing in the morning, the habit is just to go and look at the screen, look at Facebook, whatever. And I'm constantly wanting to break that habit. And I go through periods of time where I probably go, you know, go all right for a while, but then fall back into it. Um, And it can feel like, oh, this this macheted, well-trodden path is so easy to walk down. Um, but the flip side of that is when you do do the work over an extended period of time, when you do have community around you, when you're also reminding yourself that it's in a context of grace and you can reform those habits, it's amazing that our brain can change. And I've talked to people that have you know, deep trauma uh, in their past and they've talked about actually that's one of the incredible things about the way God has designed us is some of those paths that have been so well worn into us actually can heal and actually can change and it's not easy I don't want to give anyone the illusion that it's sort of just you click your fingers and it's done um, but the things that are some of the things that are really deeply embedded in us um, we can through the power of the spirit in community actually change those habits for better to become
1: more like Jesus It's very good I think that's season one done what do you think?
0: I think so and I uh I'm looking forward to Season 2. We're going to be back with Inhabit Podcast talking about Sabbath. Season 2 is going to all be about that particular habit of how do we create
1: a rhythm of work and rest in our life. I cannot wait. This is my favourite of all the spiritual habits. I
0: probably agree. So we're going to have fun talking about that. Hey, if you've enjoyed Season 1 of Inhabit, please go on iTunes and give us a review and uh, post it around on your social media. I mean, give us a positive review. We don't want a negative one. But uh, we love you. We love your support. We'll see you next season. Music for Inhabit has been produced by the talented Josh Corkill. We had production support from Sienna Aloisio. This is a collaborative project between Narara Valley Baptist Church and Greenhouse Church Long Jetty. If you think there is value in this conversation, help us reach more people by giving us a positive rating and writing a short review on the iTunes Store or Apple Podcasts. And of course, share it around on your social media and continue the conversation with the people around you. This would mean so much to us. We'll catch you next time on Inhabit.